You're tuning in to Pastar Prime, a show powered by Squad Locker. Here are your hosts, retired Astros minor league star Tip Fairchild and former Patriots All-Pro Center Dan Copen. Where do I put my hands? I don't know. I'm gonna I always it, touch you, the mic, and touched, I gotta stop. I'm gonna you, stop. You touch the mic more than. But then what do I do with my hands? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's you why just you, said. Yeah, I'm going to hold them like this? Or I don't know. Are right, you ready? Yeah, right. go. Episode yeah. 34, Past Our Prime, as always, powered by Squad Locker. And let's just get right into it. I'm going to congratulate someone right now on a tremendous, okay. tremendous weekend they have. This is Quinnesset's oh. pre- President Cup, oh, President's Cup winner, Ralph Wendell, who was able to put together two spectacular rounds mm-hmm. and win in a playoff mm-hmm. to none other than Tip Fairchild. Yeah. So we're looking at the second place person and Ralph Wendell. First loser. Extra would medication be, last would night. Be, would be the President's Cup champion uh, that took place yesterday at Quidnesson Country Club. So how are you feeling? Congrats <laughs> congrats to Ralph. Um, I am feeling – we haven't talked about this yet on purpose because all I wanted to do was talk to Dan about this last night, and I was like, let's save it for the podcast. Um, all I know is you, you lost on hole number one, playoff hole number Sun one. Sudden death. Yep. Lost. Sudden death. So you're touching, for, you're touching the mic. Ah, shit. It's a nervous <laughs> twitch. Um, so uh, President's Cup is stroke play event. Just hit the mic. <laughs> Metal round. <laughs> so it's a two 18-hole stroke play event, right? So 36 holes. And then it's a handicapped event. So it's you are using your course handicap. Difference is in the club championship, you don't use a handicap. Got it. Okay. I understand. Uh, so everybody, I, I think everybody understands that. I'm laying well that out done. there for the Good, ju- good okay. job explaining. Um, I'm a three handicap, so the listeners know right now. Coming down a lot since I started using visualization techniques from Kevin Chapman, Dr. Kevin Chapman that we had as a guest. I will, I will not say you're not playing well. Also, I'm drinking the uh, matcha. Mach- matcha. 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 The green matcha. 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 Uh, he said it wrong first. Though. Matcha. It's matcha. a different kind of buzz. I feel great on it. It feels like uh, I've been having it. I feel awesome. And and my weekend, my rounds, <laughs> I shot. Like, why are you drinking matcha now? Just because Dr. Chapman told you to? If anybody tells me anything Dude, that I might like help me, now, I'm Now it. I'm sort of getting you. Like, now I know why, like. So, social media like ads are pointed directly towards you because you're the guy that's gonna buy it. <laughs> like you're not kidding. It's like oh, I saw this on the internet. I bought it. Oh yeah, it's like oh, someone mentioned cool. matcha. I drink it. I've had ten <laughs> since. We, Dan, so I'm a matcha, I'm guy, now matcha too. guy. Are you yeah. really? Oh yeah, my god! It takes forever to drink it. That's because it's actually not good. Guys it's need just, to be leaders, not followers. People. No, but like I, I, that's true. That is true, Dan. I know what you mean with that. Oh. But it's delicious. So anyway, I go out. I shoot. I fire a seventy-five on Saturday. It's beautiful conditions. Three over. Played played really well, but left a couple out there. But that's my game. By the way, right on my handicap. Right, par Perfect. seventy-two. Shot a seventy-five. <clears throat> go out yesterday. Howling wind. Tough conditions. Fire a seventy-four. For a for a net one under, mm-hmm. right? Get in the barn. I'm the second to last group. I'm like I played pretty well, and this is tough out here today. Uh, get in, look at the board. Ralph Wendell, one under par. 
Okay. Combined rounds, right? Combined rounds. Okay. Yep. So he played, I think he's a 14, 14 15, 16 handicap, somewhere, somewhere in there. there. Right? So he shot, what, 86, 87? Yeah. So, you know, great round. Put, put, and this is ball in the hole, like no gimmies, like real, real golf yeah, yeah. here, right? So, um, plays a great round. Then he's like, hey, we're going to a playoff. I'm like, all right, let's. Let's do it. Let's do this. This is where I show up in playoffs. <laughs> this is where I don't lose. This is where it's time, right? I get out there, first hole. Did you go to the driving range? Oh, no, straight out. Right I, out. I finished up, and the last group was behind us, and boom, it was gone. It was like they were right in on our butt. So go out right to the first hole. Got a bunch of carts following. I love that shit. Turn it on. <laughs> I love the crowd. I feed off the energy. Throw the peg in the ground. Uh, Ralph goes first. Hits the ball in the bunker on the left side. Um, I'm like, okay, game on. I'm going to slaughter a driver out here right now. <laughs> Did you visualize it? I visualized it. And Did I you shut your it. eyes? Like I visualized Oh, yeah. I shut my eyes on every shot, every shot. since Dr. Chapman yeah. told me to do that. And I've since have, your therapist told you to do that. <laughs> I, I haven't shot over 75 since then. <laughs> so I'm telling you, like it's it's a beautiful thing. So get up there, wind's blowing hard, in our face, a little bit to the right. I shove a drive a little bit, just a little bit, gets in the rough, and down that right-hand side of Quinnesset, if you know the first hole, there's all this tree line. I blow it through all that. I get behind this one stupid pine tree. (laughs) And I'm far enough behind it that I can bomb something over it. Yeah. But I can't get to the green because i got to hit a 60-degree wedge. Ralph hits a great shot out of the bunker. This is the play-by-play. I'm going – he's getting a stroke, by the way. Mm Mm-hmm. He's getting a stroke. So I know I got to fight it off. I take a 60 degree wedge out and I rip one. I'm like 125 out, but I put everything into it. I can't hit it 125. I only hit it probably like 110. Um, over the tree, no problem. End up having a little chip. Been chipping the ball, lights out. Literally lights out the for a month now to where it's like up and down city. I'm so mad at myself right now. <laughs> I wanted to tear this up last night. I'm just waiting for an explosion night. right now. I wanted to tear this up last night so bad. So I get on this chip. Ralph, uh, I'm chipping first. Ralph's up a tiny bit higher than me. Got the wedge out. I'm uphill. It's like, uh, this is, this is. I'm throwing this inside of a bucket up there. <laughs> I, I get on it a little bit heavy. I leave myself like 12 feet. Oh. So for, for par, yeah. right? So Ralph kind of dubs his chip. I'm like, okay, you know, the crowd surrounding the first hole, the excitement is up, everybody's a little nervous, dubs his first chip a little bit, and then has a long putt. And so blo- what's he, lying to? He, that was his or third he shot. A, he put a second shot in the bunker? No, his first shot was in the bunker, his second shot was up to the front of the green. The bunker on the left? Yeah, the bunker okay. on the left. You know the bunker on the left? Yeah. Yeah. I usually go over it, though. Yeah, I, I mean. Th- you go way right. You prefer way right. I prefer either way right or I prefer deep, like bombing the ball. <laughs> um, so he chips up, kind of dubs it, and then he hits a putt, long putt, about four or five feet past the hole. So he's putting back for a five. Mm-hmm. Downhill. It's a five for Downhill, four. fast putt. And it's a five for four. Yep. I look at this putt that I have. I'm like, I got this. I'm going to make this. And I got to make it, basically. Just miss it on the bottom side. Don't hit it hard enough. Freaking Sally ass. <laughs> Like, I was so mad at myself. Uh, at that point, I literally, I went and grabbed the pin. Grabbed the pin. <laughs> like, Sally. I don't know where that came from. I don't know. what. I grabbed the pin. I take my hat off because I'm just basically like, ah, I know he's going to make this. And, like, way to go, Tip. Like, this is a really tough event to win for, for a low handicap. And it's one that I don't have yet. 
and I already have the four ball this year. I wanted this, and I'm pissed right now that I don't have it. Oh, I was, I was thinking last night. I thought of every shot the entire weekend. There wasn't that many mental mistakes. I'm so frustrated by it. Anyway, um, so I tap in for five. This is a very, very descriptive. I'm getting deep. Uh, I get up there, take my hat off. Ralph has a five footer down the hill, makes it, pours it in the back of the cup. Boom! Fucking Ralph is <laughs> <laughs> the Presidents Cup champ. Congratulations, Great guy, by the Congratulations, way. Ralph. Great guy. You Ralph. couldn't. You could not have beaten a better guy. And the fact that no, you know, no, you were, I, I couldn't have beaten a better. What no, I'm mean? saying I mean, right now. Yeah. The way you were going into the weekend and all that stuff. <laughs> Trust me, I wanted you to win, but it is kind of more fun to see a lose oh, right now. Son of a, I did, there's a picture on Twitter. I sent it to Dan. There's Ralph standing there with a flag. I'm like, son of a bitch. Oh, uh, he and also kicks your ass on the bike too. Yeah, that's <laughs> what you said on the bike. I don't think so. Maybe he does. I don't know. Maybe he's like hidden, you know, hidden like Peloton rider. Maybe, but maybe he's behind. Here's what Ralph did game. though. Great guy. So you shake everybody's hands after. You know, there's a bunch of people around the green. Hey, you know, tough one, tough one. I'm like, yeah, I know. I just made. 25 pars in a row, basically, and then bogey the first hole in the playoffs. <laughs> Unbelievable. But Ralph was like, hey, I'm going to go in. Let's go spin the table. So we go in there. Ralph bought me three or four beers to cool off the jets a little bit. All I could think about was uh, was Tom Cruise yeah. and Top Gun when he's like, yo, bartender. You're going to put out this flame or whatever. Yeah. Right? And then I felt good about it. I left when I had dinner. Last night, though, I was stirring in my sleep. I was stirring, Dan. Like, I could picture every shot, every single thing, every little putt that maybe I didn't make or just a little bit better shot here or there. There wouldn't have been a tie. And would have been, we would have been talking about, I wouldn't have been able yeah, to. Yeah, but th- that's why. I wouldn't have been able to fit through the door today if I had <laughs> no, four ball on the true, That's true. <laughs> another, so, another gold paint event. You're yeah. going up on the, th- on the, yeah. uh, on the uh, plate. Yeah. You, yeah. You, it would have been tough. Your head would have been huge. Yeah. But congrats to Ralph, to the rest of the guys in there. I, I forgot to I'm mention. I'm surprised you sat down. Just oh, because. no, I do. Oh, I, that, I'm that, a gentleman. That, that's very big of you. Oh, absolutely. I never because was. I would when, never, I lost, when I lost our four ball, I was out. like, hey, do you want. No, they we lost. We lost, what? Three and two or four and three, and we were on fifteen, so it was probably four and three. Um, they were like, "Hey, we're going to finish the round. Do you guys want to do it?" No, I was like, "Absolutely no. not. No, no, absolutely not. I'm no. going back to the clubhouse right now. I'm going to get a beer. I'm going to get it. Yeah, calm if, down. The last person I want to see right now is the person that just kicked my ass. I I feel like that too. And then I look at like life overall, and I'm like, if I beat somebody or if they beat me, it's the right thing to do. To like, if you have time. You might not have time. I, I don't. Right? I don't think I had time. So it's it's like let's yeah let's have a beer. You want to buy me a beer? Let's go have a beer. <laughs> you yeah, owe I me mean, a beer. We, we were like, did I want at one point to like rip arms off and mercifully <laughs> mercifully beat to death, Ralph? Sorry, Ralph. For a moment, but then you go, no, this person's a good person. What the hell? They just beat me. I didn't. I I beat. I lost that hole. No, Ralph. No, Ralph beat you. Though. Ralph beat me, and I lost it. Like no, the, think- absolutely, he needs to win that. No question. No question asked. I gotcha. So he bought me some beers. President's Cup. President's Cup bought champ him a Ralph. Beer. He definitely lost bought it. Bought you a beer. <laughs> oh, I definitely lost it. I definitely lost it. I did, But I tell you, I did get in the car. Um, first of all, I was at the table with, we didn't mention Jeff Barba uh, in the last one, that he was the unnamed person I said. He's a handicapped committee guy, you know, and he's he's got some paint up there. I don't know what, I don't know what he has, but he's got some paint. He was there. A bunch of people were there. I got in the car when I left, though. <laughs> oh, man. I left. I started driving, and it was the first time I was by myself. 
Mm-hmm. You know, because like everybody's unracking clubs and coming up to you like, you know, hey, like w- way to play this weekend, like unbelievable, blah blah blah. Um, and I appreciate all that. Everybody, amazing guys. Um, <laughs> I really do appreciate. I like it a lot. Keep yeah, telling yeah, me, keep I'm, telling me keep that. Keep telling please. me I'm yeah. great. Please keep the positive and going into <laughs> me. Um, I started driving down that that little private road right there. Oh. I was going. I just hammered the gas just to like give the engine thing, and I just let out a just a monstrous f bomb like where it, my throat still hurts a little. It was just like a you know like a loud scream. Um, once I did that, I felt better. So I need to. I probably though need to set an appointment with Doctor Kevin Chad. You might need to talk to him this week. I need to talk to Doc because well, uh, I hate losing. Especially when you're, there's nothing worse than losing when you're that close. Like, if I was 10 back, I'd be like, in my head, I'd be like, yeah, a low handicapper shouldn't win this thing anyway. But when you're right there, when you're tied and you got to go win a playoff hole just to take paint, that hurts. That's yep. a kick right in the balls. You, I mean, you're, what, 50% now in playoff holes? Um, Did you have no, a playoff? I've lost. I've lo- no, 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 50% this year, this year, this year, Yeah, 50%. This year. I mean, it's good. Good percentage, but I mean, it would have been bad. nice to have them paint. Well, for congratulations, sure. Ralph. You deserve Ralph, it. big W. Big W. President's Cup. We got Mike Girardi coming up. Yep. Uh, um, that's that was a good story. Yeah, I just um just just an average show trying to go out there and win a tournament and play like an am- play like an amateur when it counts. That sounds sounds like a plan. We're gonna kind of yeah. get into like um yeah. uh the NFL season preview. We got Mike Giardi coming up, who is an NFL reporter for NFL Network. Uh, you can file follow him at like uh, at Mike Giardi um, for Twitter and everything. So we got a lot of good stuff to talk to him. Um, Tons Olympics he's, are on. He's, he's very smart guy. We didn't talk Olympics with him. We talk, I mean, he had. You know what? You he know scoops. He's you know Mikey, what the best Mikey part? scoops. That's what we should call him. He might be scoops. Mikey scoops. He's got he's got stories. The um, I was thinking about this the other day and. You've talked about how much you like going to training camp for baseball. Oh, because it I was golf. it was the complete opposite. Yeah, for football, we talked about that. Complete opposite. But I, I, I always liked the smell of grass as a kid. Right. Mm-hmm. My dad worked for John Deere for a long time. Loved the smell of grass. Fresh cut grass. Maybe after a thunderstorm. Perfect. Perfect. Oh. Yeah. But I don't even know better. if it gets any better. Can you there, get a candle they, that smells like that? Why not? Can somebody? Can a listener send us a candle, a grass smelling candle, please? Thank you. Maybe after a thunderstorm, let's yeah. just get really, really, <laughs> really detailed, really detailed with what we're looking it's for. It's Yankee Candle, uh, cut grass an hour after a thunderstorm. Yes, <laughs> and could you put green and yellow for John yeah. Deere colors on there too? Probably. Yep. Um, but there was a time there, like gr- the smell of grass. That smell I loved as a kid would make me puke almost. Really? Yeah, because I just remember those days in late July and Doing August. Like up downs, up downs, or your 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 body hurts so much because you're getting used to the pads, then you're getting used to the hitting, and you're mm-hmm. five days in, and you have like five more days of doubles in mm-hmm. a row, and you're just going through this process, which is necessary to play the game. I'm not saying you, you don't want to do it, but it is a hard sport to practice. Uh-huh. And then you get to like mid June when mini camp's done. You get a couple weeks where you don't think about it, but then July 4th hits, and it's all you think about. You yeah. know what's coming in three weeks. Ugh, and it starts with the conditioning test, which bigger guys don't really like. Mm-hmm. Always passed it. Never a problem. But I would lie awake, sleepless, just thinking about, I got to run the conditioning mm-hmm. test in two weeks. I got to run the conditioning test in one week. It's never ending, like, 
mental torture. Not to mention you told me that I'm glad you, I don't have it because I love the smell of grass again. Yeah. Now we're good. Back to the grass. Well, I don't have to worry about that anymore. You did tell me that you were sore this weekend, and I asked from what, expecting Dan to say, oh. like the Peloton or something. Uh, he told me he's sore from playing cornhole. Max. I, too, competed this weekend, Max. I don't know what the hell I'm sore from. My Your hip? hip? My hip hurts. Your hip hurts from playing cornhole. I don't know what it is. It's, uh, I'm trying to think back of what I did. I played a lot of cornhole yesterday. And that's what it might be? I, on the other hand, came in first place. Mm. Just going to ask. Yeah. I, knew, I knew you were going there, Max. I knew you were going there, Max. Yeah. No, yeah. I did not come in second. Ralph Wendell. Did not <laughs> if Ralph played, if Ralph plays bags, I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's good. He'll it's come. A, he's on a hot you. I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I just, I got aches and pains. I'm 41. We're getting old. We're getting old. You're on vacation, Max, but you came in graciously to press record. Um, oh, is that, what are you? What is that? A high noon? Are you drinking? Vacation? You really? A white cloth? Look at that. Vacation? Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's feeling good about himself. I like that. Nice. And then, um, oh, that's a nice tea one. Is it good? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, no free ads, but it's a uh, something that rhymes with uh, bite. No free ads. Bite raw. <laughs> Did you really say no free ads? <laughs> you and your new bike gang, and the only thing you talk about is a bike. You said no free ads. <laughs> no free ads. Who here. is this guy? <laughs> no free ads today. Uh, last thing, the Olympics are on. We're watching that. I are love, you watching it? Yeah, I watch. I watch it. It's background TV for me because I like the swimming. I like the stuff. I just like. I like competing. I like races. I. I never really look at the person. Guess what? Guess what? You don't remember person to finish second <laughs> that's true nobody's gonna remember that guy next nobody's year. gonna remember that hey, who did ralph beat in the president's <laughs> cup i know <laughs> no one's gonna remember that not even close ah <laughs> oh, son of a bitch um all right so olympics are on usa basketball stinks i don't know what's going on with that it's crazy also the softball was on and they're playing on a baseball field wild to watch yeah but did, did you hear this someone told me this and too. they're undefeated softball yeah they have a temporary yeah. fence in the uh in the outfield yeah. in and a, they're in running, a major league stadium they're running on the grass but well it's fake grass can someone tell me what isn't an olympic sport now too because by the way I, I don't think softball is a sport in 2024 no it was no Coming up, oh, in the coming next, up, they're taking it out in the next Olympics. I don't think it's a sport. Oh, maybe anymore. they're taking it out. I know it's not a sport, but it's not an Olympic sport. You know, what's I funny? don't get it. The first, you know, what the first medal was in the Olympics this year? Ten meter airsoft rifle shooting. I saw that. I couldn't have laughed harder. Could they? Can they? Can they not shoot a real gun? A ten meter airsoft don't they have those? rifle. They have the skeet shooting. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Give me like, shoot your eye out, kid. Give me like six months. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I mean, we, we do have archery. Yeah, like, can, can, we, can we be airsoft like professionals? Well, I guess not professional, uh, like Olympians. Then I don't know. That was a crazy one. Also, netball. Have you seen netball? No. There's no backboard. It's basketball with just a circle hoop. Stop it. I'm not kidding. No, it's kidding. No. wild. Huge in All Australia. Right. Next Why week, is that next so week, big? Let's do some research and just come in with the stupidest Olympic games. That's what we'll do. We'll do Olympic games next week. We'll get into it deeper. I like that. So the dumbest games that are out there because I think yeah. netball might win. Oh, it's or, a wild sport or airsoft shooting in the Olympics for a medal. But okay. Was it race walking one? Race like, walking's real though. Race walking. Race walking is actually hilarious. To yeah, watch. it's hard too. It's I hard. mean, you. Because you rules, have to keep. A, There's a lot of rules. Like this isn't Nam Donnie. Foot, there are rules. A portion of your foot has to be on the track or something. Most yeah. people fly. Um, nothing's worse though than watching people run like the long distances, and that actually nothing's better. I should say, when everybody collapses or like can't finish the race, and their like muscles are just gone at the finish line, they have to like roll over the finish line. 
That's chaos. That's, that's, Who puts himself through that? That's you at the, at the uh, first playoff hole. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tripping over. <laughs> there's a lot. This this was not. You know what? This so is going to. I mean, this next is, gonna, weekend, this is a gift that keeps giving yeah, all no, year there, long. There's nothing coming up this next weekend. The weekend after that, though, is club championship. And then the weekend after that's a four four day. So boy, you got a good golf schedule coming up. It's coming, and it's going to give me opportunity to redeem myself. And my if anybody watched my Instagram story this morning or the past our prime one that we uh, that was reposted, um, I'm in training mode. I did just eat a baguette from Panera Bread, <laughs> but I am in full fledged training mode and lifting weights again, uh, riding the bike hard, and also bought some shorts. Two-inch inseam from uh, Squad Locker uh, on the Team Early AF uh, site. Two, I put them in there. Two-inch inseam? Can't wear anything shorter. <laughs> Can't believe – Dan, you know what's hilarious about it? First of all, we have 90,000 SKUs at Squad Locker, www.squadlocker.com slash suit up. Uh, you can build a store that you can put basically anything, including Under Armour kick split shorts. Two-inch two inseam. Two-inch inseam. I sat on the bike, Dan. <laughs> I sat on the bike. There wasn't fabric underneath my bum. There was just skin. It, the skin, my skin was on the seat. They're so short. And you had something hanging out probably it's, on the side. Uh, it wasn't pleasant. It was just like, it's like there was not a lot of fabric there, but they are so comfortable though because they're oh, super loose. God. So I'll get you a pair. No, I really don't want a pair. I can, can you I th- imagine? I think seven inches is, is inseam is the shortest I can go. I don't know. Uh, Two and a half. Two. Why don't you take a picture and post it? Let's just let's no, see we're not. It's not safe for work. <laughs> <laughs> not safe for work on that one for sure. Oh, did you just grab my hand. I don't even know. <laughs> Touched my I'm hand. Just, I did, uh, did you keep your hands on the mic? I That's haven't what you done much. Do. I haven't done much uh, mic grabbing. So, um, but so, Ralph Wendell definitely right, dropped say, the mic. You say in your back. I, that that I'm back. all right. That speaks to me like a challenge now. And let's do it for real because we didn't do it last time. What's this? This is a weight loss challenge now. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it for real. Danny challenges. Let's do it. Why well, are you feeling heavy today? Oh, I feel like I'm too sick. I, I did not have the best week last week, and then came off of a weekend where hey, it's summer. It's a lot of a lot of barbecuing. I can't wait for this. There's some high life drinking, which I'm going to try and cut out. Okay, so here we go, kids. I uh, think cha- we should challenge do that. two coming up. What's the challenge though? What's a? Uh, I don't know. I mean, okay, so we'll come up with something. It's got to be bad. Yeah, it's got to be bad. Like we'll uh, we're gonna we'll, survey people. We'll have a brainstorming meeting. Okay, uh, this week to weight loss some ideas, or and, and we can put it out to the primers as well. I think it should be like you have to run a marathon. Oh God, <laughs> half marathon. Oh, I just saw people run ten miles, and I wanted to puke. And well, I didn't it was even a do hot it. day too. No, it was a great day actually. Wasn't it hot? Oh, it was hot. It was a little bit warm in the beginning, but then it uh, we had a Blessing storm. Of the fleet. Yeah, we had a storm yeah. come through, cooled everything yeah. off. It was a really good day for them to run. All right. Well, some of those guys came in like fifty minutes, ten miles. They were they were just yeah. flying. Uh, maybe we don't want to run. I don't think I want to run. Okay, we'll come up with something. But what's the what's the? Or do we want to wait this out and figure I think out? We, we 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 plan it out this week. Percentage and, loss, and, and it will be percentage loss. I'm gonna gear up. I'm gonna just crush food. Oh, yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to go to Panda Express to, right now. Uh, then maybe we should weigh in closer because I don't want you cheating. 
Oh, uh, you know, you're just coming off a second place. I know. So I, I know you've you know, got to get back on track. Real well, quick. I do have to get on track right now because I'm feeling 10 pounds heavy. And you've and only got 363 way, more days till the next President's Cup. You, can, you have no time to waste. I know. I got to get on it. That's what the post is about. So, Max, I'm. Um, All right, we'll I'm gonna need. It out. I'm gonna need a uh, some type of a weight loss counselor during this, though. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to bring in. Resources. Dr. Chapman. <laughs> to help me. <laughs> yeah. We're going to work through this. We're going right. to work through this. All right. Okay. Let's talk to uh, Girardi. And uh, congrats, Ralph, again. Congrats to Ralph. Joining us now is Mike Girardi. He is a reporter for the NFL uh, network and regularly is on Total Access and Game Day. Good morning. Um, and up to the minute. What is up to the minute? Up to the minute is now NFL now. They changed the name. Oh, okay. That's yeah. like your, that's your NFL now is a better three. name than up to the minute. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, from one to three usually during the uh, weekdays. All right, because I, I I never heard of that before. He was a former colleague of mine, by the way. Oh, a former colleague. Yes. Nice. And I love yeah. the fact that, I mean, just did like on your bio on NFL Network, I just wanted, want you to know, do you know it says that uh, Patriots Monday was routinely – their top-rated show, and that was a show that we co-hosted together. Nice, nice. Yeah. So you guys have the chemistry, and look at the background. Like, I feel like I'm actually watching NFL Network right now, right? Yeah, like, you know, with the the perfect shelf placement <laughs> and the pictures. Dan and I just throw shirts on the wall. <laughs> like, well, you, you guys got if, if you guys could, if I could turn the camera the other way, you would see what a debacle this room is. This is the this is the basement. Yeah. This is the man cave. Yep. Which really, when I say man cave, it's my son's video game room, basically. Mm-hmm. So there's uh, there's posters and paintings all over the yep. place of, of football players, and there's just crap everywhere. I mean, everywhere. Well, Do you have a ring light like us? We have a yeah, ring light. Yeah, I got light. the ring light. You got the, the ring oh, light. See, the, yeah, pros. You, you've, they you, use yeah, the ring You've been light. doing there the Zoom interview for a long time. You're used to it. But I just want to check on you personally because I know you're a huge germaphobe. Oh, yeah. How, how, how did you handle COVID? Um, it was pretty brutal. You know, like we didn't have to. uh, So because of COVID and because of uh, concerns, especially during the football season, you know, because we were still sort of really smack dab in the middle of it. We um, we were given the option about whether or not we wanted to get on planes. And I tapped out of planes Mm -hmm. and I said, I will drive. I will drive 12 hours. I will drive 14 hours to cover a game, but I'm not getting on a plane. So um, I drove, I brought my air purifier with me. I had all my wipes with me. I had all my gels with me. I had like 17 different masks. I think I had gloves at one point. So yeah, I mean, it's um, It's like, I I mean, mentally that must've been exhausting. Uh, Yeah, for sure. And look, if I could have just put a hazmat suit on, if I had one of those, I would have done it. I definitely would have had a really, I never even really thought about that. Oh, he's a guy constantly washing his hands. Uh, You know, I don't do that. Got the squirt bottle on the backpack. The squirt bottle of uh, hand sanitizer everywhere before COVID. Well, like the the handshaking thing can now, can we just put that to rest? Can we not do that anymore? I thought that was going to happen and it didn't happen. No, like every day, every day I'm like meeting somebody and it's like, Hey, how are you doing? I was wondering if that was ever going to get thrown away. I just give him the fist. I give him the fist now. I'm like, yep, nope, you're not shaking my hand. We can do that, but we're not doing this. Remember the elbow? Remember the elbow was the 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 chicken wing? Yeah, that (laughs) that drives me nuts. That was crazy. You might as well just wave. Wait, I kind of like the chicken wing. I don't. I don't like the chicken wing. Just wave. Just wave. Just wave. wave. It looks weird just going like this. 
Aaron Sulkin, who's one of the PR guys for the Patriots, he said he never liked the handshaking thing anyway. And he said, why can't we just bow? Give it a little, you know, like, hey, oh, that's nice. Up. I like that. We should just bow. You and I should we see each other. Yeah, maybe, maybe later. Okay. We can, we can <laughs> try that later. Just a bow. <laughs> maybe uh, I like it. You've got, I mean, you've been covering the NFL now for, what, 20 years? Somewhere around yeah. there, close to there? Yeah. Is there right. Has there been a crazier time, in your opinion? No, this is nuts. From, I mean, from the player movement, especially some of the bigger guys, you yeah. know, with the Brady's and the Rogers, and then obviously dealing with this COVID nonsense and people vaccinated, not vaccinated, um, all the different restrictions on that. I mean, yeah. this, this last, whatever, 18 months has been bananas. Let's start there. What? Mm. Explain to us what the policy is. Is the NFL, the NFL's not mandating you have to get the vaccine, right? No, no they're right. not. They're it's kind of it's it's like, hey, uh, mini camp's not mandatory, but you better get your ass here. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And I think you've seen they've sort of the 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 memo that came out last week about uh, we're going to forfeit games if there's a breakout amongst unvaccinated players. Um, they, they basically are saying, look, last year we were a little bit more flexible. You know, if we had to add another week, we'd add another week. Um, but, you know, like we saw last year, they basically said we're pushing through all this stuff. We'll mm-hmm. play on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We'll play on a Wednesday. You know, you played on a Sunday. You're going to play on a Wednesday. Like we'll do whatever it takes to get it done. I think they're saying that again, but they're not giving you the the safety net of, well, if it gets really bad, we'll just add another week to the season. Mm-hmm. No, if it gets really bad in your franchise, you're taking an L and forfeits, you don't get paid. So there's a whole, you know, there's a whole outcry about that from the, from the PA, but then remember the PA agreed to this stuff as well in writing. So, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Everything, every, everything's got to be collectively bargained, right? So if they're yes. doing that, that's something the players agreed to. Yeah, absolutely, right. and they just probably never figured it would get that way, but now it is. So that's <laughs> what happens. That's what happens you, you, So this is a thirty-two billionaires going against uh, yes. you know a few NFL players. Who's going to win the? Who's right. going to win that? Deal? Right, right, and the the law firms and the teams behind which yeah. ones are going to win? I'm guessing it's the billionaire group. But. Well, yeah, I, I, just, think I, I, about, just think about this too. Like for, from the from the from the players' perspective, you know, the idea of well, I don't want to get vaccinated. Well, look, I mean, if you're at the top of the food chain. If you are, you know, star quarterback and you say you don't want to get you don't want to get vaccinated and the team just gave you a five year, you know, one hundred ninety million dollar contract, you're fine. But if you're the guy who's fighting for a job or you're a guy on the back end of the roster who like from week to week, that job is in jeopardy and you're not vaccinated. I mean, they can't say that we're going to pick the vaccinated guy over the unvaccinated guy. Brandon Bean sort of said that a few months ago, the Bills GM and got a lot of backlash for it. That's what's going to happen. They're going to and do I mean, that. It's, it's, it's smart business sense. If I can yeah. have my meetings in person or because you guys don't want to get vaccinated and we have to do the Zoom crap all over again, like if the talent is equal or close to equal, I'm going to take the guy that's vaccinated. It's it's this. Uh, I've never seen an instance so far in sports and business where the worlds are clashing at the same time because this is happening in offices everywhere right now, too. Right. It's the. You know, the office in New York or the office in San Francisco or Boston, wherever it is, that says, hey, you guys got to come in now. You've got people that scattered everywhere. They get used to working from home. I mean, we're dealing with it in here where we're not we can't be like be here right now, like 830 to 530 or whatever it is. But it's like, hey, I think you should start to be here. Yeah. And we're seeing it happen in sports and business at the same time. So it's uh, I think uh, 
it's all coming to a head right now is what it feels like. <laughs> it's the best way for me to put it. It's coming to a head with the, yeah. uh, with the uh, second wave or that variant that they're talking about, too, which is – uh, not not good timing for germaphobe up here. He's, he's and look at him squirming just in say, his just seat say, right just now. Just say Delta, yeah. and he's probably going to start sweating. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> hey, I did see though. With I mean, I I get the se- I get the feeling, or I get what you're saying about hey, they're going to take the the guy who's vaccinated. It's kind of the, we're going to take a younger, cheaper version if you're you're equally playing uh, ability. But if they forfeit, I saw the owners are going to pay the other team's salary. That, oh, wow. no, that yeah, I mean, is that true? I, I don't. So, so what my my reading of it was was that if there is a forfeit, nobody gets paid. Now I don't know to me what happens with the owners and the TV deal and all the the partners. You know, like hey, we're counting on seventeen games. We're counting on having yeah. our time slot at one o'clock filled. And if it's not filled because of a forfeit, you know, if I'm you know the NFL Network, what, what whatever the mm-hmm. broadcast rights holder is, I'm saying, well. We we sign up for X and you're giving us Y and that's not cool. So yeah, where does that money come from? No, but but think about the other team. Let's say you're the Tennessee Titans and whatever Pittsburgh has an outbreak. You don't get paid because no, someone that, else screwed that's up. That's what I'm thinking. Imagine this situation in a hypothetical. Imagine if one roster was entirely vaccinated, coaching staffs are vaccinated, everybody. Right? They're doing what everybody wants them to do, and then the team that they were playing. You know, say they they had three people that weren't, five people that weren't, and that is the team that gets the other team to forfeit. Right, I would be bananas. Yeah, you kidding me? Like we we did this, and you're not going to pay me? I would go nuts. Yeah, they want. Well, I mean, look, this is part of it. Like laying down the hammer like this that the league is doing is really trying to put pressure on you know peer pressure from team to team, and also just from you know within the within the locker room, like. Dude, we can't. I don't. I don't want to miss my check. I need. I need that money. Yeah. Like, don't, don't. Just go get the shot. Like, let's. You know. And it, again, as we as we've as it's been proven, you can still get COVID. But what we're seeing now, at least, you know, in the sample size that we're getting with the Delta variant and with now a lot of people vaccinated, is it's not as severe. You right. know that the obviously some of the horrible stuff we saw at the beginning of this isn't really happening to vaccinated people. You're just getting a bad cold or you know a flu, but you're recovering. Yeah, I saw that John yeah. John Rahm and golf just had COVID and lost out on you know a million five in that tournament, and then he was yeah. supposed to go to Olympics, got COVID again, and then I saw somebody on Frank Twitter, Greg. somebody on Twitter though posted underneath it said, "Let me let me word this a different way." John Rahm got a cold, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh boy, yeah. it's going to be dicey for sure." Um, what about? I mean, in your experience, and I, I haven't seen this. What is the deal with people demanding trades now? I mean. <laughs> I, I, I just don't get it. Like uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers, and now we have Watson, who's got a whole shitload of shit behind yeah. him. And it was going Watson on right really now. first, and it was before all that stuff happened. It was. Remember, he yeah, was yeah. like, I'm yeah. out of here. Yeah. I don't – why is this happening? I mean, they, they signed thir- – I mean, they're getting paid $30 million a year, yeah. $40 million a year. What the hell is going on? I'll tell you what's going on. It's your boy. No, I no, hey. of, oh no! Look, I think a lot hey, of this his boy. I, oh no, it's his boy. <laughs> and I the interview. Of this, My boy wasn't under contract. <laughs> I just think a lot of this though springs from Brady and what happened, and that is to say, like, well, look, he he felt like in the end he was being held down by the organization and their overall views, right? And also, hey, you know, I've taken a lot of haircuts here, pay cuts. Mm-hmm. I, I want, I want what's mine. I want to get paid like the guy mm-hmm. that I am versus what I've done for the last. 
18, 19 years, which I would say that's your fault for taking it all those years, right? You, you took it, you set a precedent. Why would they want to change? But him moving on to Tampa, handpicking that and looking around and saying, I've got Godwin, I've got Mike Evans, mm-hmm. I can get Gronk to come with me. Oh, I can convince him to bring Antonio Brown in. Like, and, I'll, and you win a championship. Now Aaron Rodgers is saying, wait, so I've been struggling with them to get me the right pieces or, or have more say in what goes on when, we, when we're picking players and I've got one ring and I'm saying to myself, well, why am I putting up with this crap? Why can't I just dictate the terms? There's going to be a team of one of the 32 is going to say, we'll let Aaron Rodgers do what Tom Brady did. We'll let him have more say because if a, if a happy Aaron Rodgers is playing in an elite level as he did last year as the MVP – then you know we're we're a Super Bowl contender and maybe we win the championship just like just like Tom did with Tampa Bay. I'm 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 going to disagree with that. I don't I don't think it's oh. Brady's fault at all. And look, he wasn't First under all, he, on, he was not there's, a, there's he, nothing he is, was nothing not under Brady's contract. <laughs> <laughs> he was not under contract one, so he can go where he wants, right? Oh sure, sure. Tampa, I'm not, I'm not Tampa, that. Tampa Bay's defense was it. legit the year before. They were mm-hmm. like a quarterback away from being a really good team. And Jameis Winston was throwing, what, 40 interceptions for them? <laughs> he was just actually – and they only bring in Antonio Antonio Brown. They draft the right tackle. They draft uh, um, the – the who's the second – the safety? Antoine Winfield Jr. Awful. Or he's awesome. He's a great yeah, player. Yeah. He's a stud. They draft two great rookies. And Brady's just the piece that comes in. Yeah, they bring in Antonio Brown. It wasn't the fact that he brought in all this talent around him. They had it. It was how they played, especially after what say what were they five and five or six yeah, and but, five? Yeah, but just just remember this. So Rob Gronkowski's not playing. He retired, right? Yeah. Oh, hey, wait. I'm only going to come back and play f- with Tom. Tom talks to Bruce Arians. They make that deal happen, right? So, all right, he had influence there, and and obviously we saw a pretty good Gronk late in the year. You know, he's never going to be the Gronk that we were used to seeing in Foxborough, but it's still a pretty good player. Antonio Brown. They said no. We're not doing it. Go go back and look at Bruce Arians, who, who was basically like, I dealt with this guy before. I, I don't want to deal with him again. Um, Jason Light, the GM, they weren't doing it. And Brady stayed in their ear. And the next thing you know, you got Antonio Brown, and he's catching touchdowns in the Super Bowl. So he did have some good personnel influence. I agree with you. The pieces were already in place, but he brought more pieces in with him. This I think that's what Aaron Rodgers is looking at. Like, I have Devontae Adams, yeah. but, like, I'm throwing to Alan Lazard, like, Fine player, but at number four, like where's where's Julio Jones? Give me give me somebody mm-hmm. that that makes this team more explosive. Now, if we're gonna stay on the Rodgers topic, I would say you know Aaron, you're one and four in NFC title games. <laughs> like eh, you know, like t- Tom, when he gets to those games, he wins them more often than not. When you've gotten to some of these games, you've had some moments where you know it's kind of hard to throw the ball with two hands around your neck. You know, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Well, you're explaining yeah. the NBA, by the way. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, uh, not you're an uh, NBA insider now, basically, because that's what the NBA has done now for a long time with big threes and super teams. Oh, yeah, and well, like, yeah. hey, let's go put this team together somewhere, right? I mean, we watched it in Boston. You know, we watched it all over the place. With the well, heat. it started with uh, James Bosch and Wade, right? That was or, that, or, that was the one where they were talking was it in Garnett, the offseason. Pierce, Allen. No, right? but I th- that was before it. Was it before? Yeah, it's it building a super team. Was it before? It's building yeah, of super teams. It's happening in the NFL right now. So a little bit. It's a lot harder in the NFL to do it. Don't blame. What's your break. think? What's your what's your, what's your <laughs> thoughts on Rodgers? Does it happen? Does he stay in Green Bay? I think he's going to end up playing for them this year. Now, I think what you're seeing and you're starting to see it floated in the last I don't know 48 to 72 hours is the notion of maybe 
well, the best way to get make this work is to have Rodgers come in and then lop off the final two years of his contract and allow him to be free at the end of the year. Now, if I'm Green Bay, I say the hell with that. I'm trading him. Like, look, right. you're not going to get equal value, but do I want to just let him play one year and walk and get nothing for it? You know, a comp, a comp mm. pick? Yeah, great. I'll take yeah. a third-round comp pick for Aaron Rodgers. Or do I want to say, can I get two ones and two twos or two ones and two and a three? Like, I know that there's some theory out there that because whoever he gets traded to, say Denver is a team that's been attached to him. Like, Denver's pretty – that's a pretty good football team. If they get Aaron Rodgers – that's a playoff team. Maybe that's a legit Super Bowl contender. Now you're saying, well, our first round pick's not worth Jack, you know, so do I really want to do that? But would I rather take a couple first rounds from a good team and a second and a third? Or do I want to just let them play for a year and get a comp third? And, you know, I, I just give me give me pieces, you know, mm-hmm. like if I if I can't make it work and I don't feel like being held hostage by him, give me pieces and, and we move on and you, you go to Jordan Love. And if he's not the guy, then you know what? In the draft, you start all over again. You find the next guy. Who's going to get the scoop on that story? We're going <laughs> to. This is what I like to. Well, bring I mean, up. there are a lot of people that have placed themselves in the pocket of Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. So uh, hoping that he will. I mean, look at the, the coordinated media attack, if you will, on draft night. Everybody had a piece, you know, mm-hmm. Schefter, Rapp, uh, Garofola. There was like, you know, right down the line, like you name J- Jay Glazer, you name your, your NFL insider. And every one of them had a little something to add to that story. Yeah. Um, so they were doing a nice job of spreading out the breadcrumbs. And I'm sure that's how it will go when it when it finally happens. I'm going to ask that every, question it, after it, it, every Roger, topic. Ro- Ro- Rogers, Rogers thinks everything out. There's nothing that isn't yeah. planned. It's kind of like Brady. And him throwing balls into a jugs machine. Couldn't believe that. that was that real? CGI guys, look yeah. at the end of it. There's no way that happened. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't think it's real. <laughs> I don't I was think really it's real. Hoping. Hey, I mean, look, I, I have no doubt that he could probably jam it in between those two things. I right. don't know that it's going to stick like that. That's just. around a long time. First thing I asked him when I saw him this morning, I was like, "Tell me that's real. Tell me that's real." Why is it all these insiders feel like they need to retweet what other people break and they take credit for it? That drives me nuts. It's like it's like you open up Twitter, which is it's it's a great source for news, right? I like it for news. I love where this interview's going. I don't need to see Schefter or <laughs> Garofolo or whatever the hell, or then Yates and then yeah. Matthew Barry. They all list the same goddamn news over and over again. And I don't know who did it first. They're trying to take everybody's credit. See, this this is the, the that's the actual, I mean, there are many problems with social media, but that's one of them. Whereas, um, you know, if you're Adam Schefter and you have, I don't even know how many followers he has, let's just say he has 5 million followers, you know, he tweets something, and even if he tweets it after, say, you know, rap probably has a million followers, mm-hmm. or Breer, you know, has a half a million followers. You tweet that, you're just going to get more mileage out of it, even if you weren't the first on the story. Um, and a lot of those guys, like, look, I mean, you get it all the time now with like Rosenhaus. Rosenhaus just basically sends out a news blast to his, you know, who's my insiders? There's five of them, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing, and he sends it out. And whoever happens to be looking at their phone at that time is the one. That's able to put it on Twitter first. I wonder if they practice. But then they're all like, well, he told me to, so yeah. I'm going to do it. fast they can tweet. Oh, I'm sure they do. They, like, practice to, like, I'm, get I'm a sure tweet they, out Do you fast. think they feel bad? I mean, I, I think that's, like, an in- integrity type thing where I'd be like, well, I didn't break it. I'm going to feel bad putting this out Well, there. that's why I think I, was, I had a piece of this, too, where I said, you always see as reported by or per sources, right? 
Who yep. are the sources? Like, <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, I can we're say never source. T- we're never, t- we're never yeah. telling you the sources. You know, it's funny because, like, I, you'll get it sometimes. Again, this is sort of a social media that conversation that happens with fans, and it'll be like, oh, like, tell me your source. Like, if I tell you my source, my source isn't going to talk to me again. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you, I mean, that that's the thing also, the, the anonymity part of all that stuff mm-hmm. is interesting because, of course, I would much rather tell you, you know, hey, uh, Stefan Gilmore is going to hold out from minicamp because he wants a new contract per his agent or per, per Steph, right? Like, mm-hmm. but if I'm told, look, you can use this information, but you can't attach my name to it, then what am per I sources. not supposed to report it? Yep. You know, you just yep. That's you have to build up this goodwill and you have to trust me that it's that it's an accurate information. But it, but my, it, it, gives, it gives you guys a license to basically write whatever you want. Yeah, and and because all I have to do is un, unidentified source. And I mean, there's some guys like I, I. I always like talking to you. You were one of the good guys, but I'm sure you feel the same way about some players. Like I don't like talk to the like talking to this guy. I like talking to him as players. We liked certain reporters. We didn't like yep. some, but it sort of gives you guys like, hey, I'm gonna just say it's from a source, and I can write what I want. There's got to be reporters like that. Oh, I'm, I'm, I, I know there are. I, I'm, it might, might have the, might have no. the initials MG. I don't know. <laughs> There's credibility though. They got to like, and, and, it's well, their see, credibility it, goes yeah, up and down, it, right? With, is, okay, if you're wrong five like, times. Yeah. Like, all right, I'll give you one. How many years ago was this? Welker. When Welker um, ended up signing with Denver, somebody very close to Welker, who I trusted, who had given me information before, who had never been wrong, told me, no, they're closing in on a deal with the Patriots. I reported it. Dead wrong. Yeah, it was dead wrong. You were wrong. That, that guy. That guy used me. I never got an answer for it. But like that was the end of the re- relationship. I've never mm-hmm. talked to that guy again, other than in the initial aftermath, being like, "What the hell? Like, yep. why did you? Why? Why? Like, I you gave me information before. I used it." properly right i didn't get anybody in trouble i didn't frame it in such a way that maybe west would get in trouble and then here at the end of it you, you let me down a path and i took like i mean i beat on myself for it probably more than anyone else did because you're like you know what more could i have done you know like yep. the patriots are pretty close-lipped about everything um so i think a lot of times with them you're having to work the other side of the street you're having to work the player angle um you know and I, you know, that was an instance where I got completely burned and uh, I'm still not over it. <laughs> yeah, my imagination kind of takes me to a place that a source is like a janitor that like gets the trash, you know, and like brings it to your house. Finds you sp- a piece of paper. Yeah, you spread it out on the floor in your garage and you're like, I knew it. I got it. Like, but I think my imagination is wrong on that. I'm assuming it's just yeah, probably somebody yeah. in the offices. Well, I mean, I'm sure there are some people that use the janitor and yep. that's why I think when you're if you're someone who cares about it and you're keeping score, like I I can tell you that over the course of my career, there have been times where I've had this story and I didn't break the story because I only had one person and I didn't trust the one person fully, or that's the first or second time I've ever talked to this person and they're giving you information and you're like, "I, I don't have a track record with this person. so I can go with it. And it's great if I'm right, but if they're wrong, uh, and again, this is sort of how I, I think have adjusted my, uh, the way I do business after the Welker thing is like, I'll, I'll sit on stuff now and I'll be like, you know what? Someone can break it if, if it's true. And then I'll just own, I'll own the splash. Mm-hmm. I don't have yep. to make the splash, but I'll own all the information from that because I have it. 
I'm just not going to be the one that puts myself out there because I don't have full trust in that source yet, you know? And I think, yep. you know, then after if, you know, Hey, look, three or four times in this person keeps telling me stuff and this stuff turns out to be true. And I haven't gone with it. Then I'm in a place where, okay, the fifth time this person tells me something, I'm going to go with it because thus far the batting average is perfect. Do you nope. keep like a I little like notebook it. on that? Like the <laughs> source. You just, I mean, that, that stuff is, I mean, I, look, I hold grudges. The scorecard is right in the head. There's no grudges here though. Right. We're good. No, we're, no, we're, not we're, we're love. Okay. All right. Good. What hey. other players? Oh, do you have, oh, you have a question or you, oh, what other players do we want to dig into right now? What other play? I mean, I'm waiting for him to drop a bomb. I mean, I know I'm this is being recorded. Scoop, so you got two days for it to make it happen. What's, what's going to happen next? Exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, uh, the, with the Patriots, the only interesting thing right now is the Gilmore stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing that's sort of on the front burner in terms of, you know, he showed up for the, for the, the injured players and some people were wondering, would he continue to hold out? But I think, look, that makes sense. He's still, I, yeah. he's still quote unquote, not ready to do football activities, even though he has been doing mm-hmm. football activities, but he's got the quad injury that he's recovering from back in December. I've seen, you know, I've seen a lot of those quad injuries over in the offseason. a day. Yeah, no, and in that same same way Watson showed up, right? Yeah, he's, right. He wants, it, he wants nothing he to gone? do with the Texans. Is he gone? But what team would touch him right yeah, now? Yeah, that's my next guy, Watson. That that is the I think that's the more fascinating one of the of the of all the big names of the Rodgers because of what's attached to it. And I think what you know, I mean from what I've read and from what I understand, this stuff is if it gets to court, it's not even getting to court until next year. Mm-hmm. So can you make and the league is still investigating. So you I think what you're gonna have to do here is A, you're gonna have to be able to if you really want Deshaun Watson, you're gonna have to hope that the league signs off on this in some way, shape, or form. Like, hey, look, we did our investigation, we didn't find anything. Or we did our investigation, there's this, this, and this. We're gonna suspend him for X amount of games. Um, but then he's free to play for whomever, you know, he ends up with. I think, you know, we've seen, I think it was Roethlisberger had the the rape allegation. He got suspended maybe six or eight games. They bumped mm-hmm. that down to six or four, whatever it was. But like, all right, you know he's going to play, you, but you also know you're going to have a period of time where you're, you don't have the player. I, I just think mm-hmm. truly it's going to come down to the PR, you know, whether you're Carolina, I know was interested before all this stuff came out. Miami had sniffed around. You know, Philadelphia, I think, has positioned themselves to be a player in this. It, it's whether or not you feel comfortable with, you know, you're going to get picketed, you're going to get protested, you're going to have dirt thrown on you by mm-hmm. columnists, et cetera. Like, that's the way it's going to go. But you feel good enough about, A, the player, is mm-hmm. he, was this BS? Was, uh, is he reform? What, is, what are the deal here? And can you swallow that sort of PR hit? Because obviously, what's he, 25, 26? Yeah, I good. mean, He's someone who's trending to be uh, an elite, you know, top six, top eight quarterback for the next whatever, eight, ten years. Uh, There are a lot of teams that will line up for that. And I think eventually um, if they can come to a price on this and they get a again, get the sign off from the NFL in some way, shape or form, he's got he's going to get moved. Yeah. Who was the most uh, overrated quarterback in this year's draft, do you think? Ooh, overrated. Like who to who went too early to somewhere that's gonna be uh I, I texted Dan a name the other day. I texted him the Giovanni Car Carmozzi. Carmozzi, Carmozzi. Yeah. Carmozzi yeah. And you were like, yeah. What is that? I was, I was like, like, Who the hell is that? That's the goat guy. We talked about yeah. the goat, you know, like he's a goat farmer now, but he get drafted above Brady to the 49ers, right? Like who yeah. is there somebody in this year's draft that was way up that is is isn't gonna pan out? 
I, I mean, I still have questions about uh, Zach Wilson. You know, he, that was a meteoric yep. rise and he's number two. And, you know, like all his workout, you know, like I, I'm so tired of the whole hyping of the workout thing. Like you're in shorts and a T-shirt. Like you, yeah. you better be able to make that throw 60 yards across your body. Like <laughs> and, you've, first, and, and you've yeah. been practicing that script for about two months. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I, I don't I don't get crazy about that. There's you know, he's a slight kid. There's not a lot to him physically. Yep. So I wonder if he'll be able to hold up. That That's when I watch from the from maybe the from maybe the top five they got picked. And then someone like Kellen Mond who went to Minnesota. There was some buzz from Mond. I know uh, uh, Brady's boy. It's not really Brady's boy. Chris Sims uh, had Mond as his, like, one of his top five quarterbacks. He's a robot. If you watch him play, he's just so – everything is so robotic. He's like, oh, he's this great athlete. I'm like, you don't see it. You never yeah. see it. So maybe Minnesota can can get him to play more fluidly. But he's, he's someone that if you're turning the keys over to him – you know, a year or two from now, I'm not sure you're going to be happy with that decision. Do you, do you have one that you thought that of in like your career? Cause you've been covering it for a long time that you missed on the other way that all of a sudden was like just an absolute rock star. Oh yeah. Is there one I that mean, sticks I out? I'm, I'm trying to think. I mean, there's definitely Cause I, I was doing this. I was running through this in my head a few weeks ago, just about like, you're, I mean, look, you, we, we all form opinions on players. You talk to people, you watch whatever, you know, tape, if you're into it, you watch whatever tape you can get. But a lot of times, at least, um, especially I would say five years ago, it was very rare to find like full games on. So it's great. You can find clips. Of course, you find clips. No one's putting their crappy clips on there. Mm -hmm. They're all throwing these unbelievable plays, you know, off platform, doing this, doing that. Like, and you're like, well, this guy's a stud. And you're not seeing the other 30 throws that he made during the course of the game. Um, Look, I, I'll say this: I thought I thought Garoppolo was going to be a star. Oh, you love Jimmy G. I know you I, love I, Jimmy G as much as Tip loves Brady. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, Big fan so over is, there. This is that's a perfect. That's is a perfect one. You like that? You thought? Yeah, I get it. I like this. Yeah, and like, and fun. I still, and I do. I still wonder if he stayed here, what it would have looked like, because I think he did a lot of things that they wanted him to do, and I mm-hmm. think actually playing for Kyle, everybody loves Kyle's offense, and it's sort of in vogue. And there's eight or ten teams that have adopted some sort of that system um but kyle wants you to throw the ball where he wants you to throw the ball to and sort of takes away your like Mm -hmm. if they show you this you're throwing it here when they talked about jimmy when he was here in new england it was his ability to see process and make those quick decisions um whereas i think in san francisco it's just like look i'm telling you what to do yeah it's built in don't do it yeah so I mean, I, I wonder, again, what it would have been like, which is why I thought maybe there was a chance that had San Francisco been reasonable, he would have found his way back here. But he's a guy like, look, he starts. I mean, he's a starting quarterback in the league. He's got some games under his belt. But if you had told me, you know, five years ago that this is what it was going to look like, I, I wouldn't have bought it. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. What about Mac Jones, though? Yes. How do we like him? This is why because I'm excited about this when one. you talk about, I mean, Cam Newton should not even be on the team anymore. I, I, I just he can't throw the ball, Mike. I'm sorry, he just can't oh, yeah. throw. What's, what's your yeah. opinion on that, Mac that, Jones? You've, you've been in that camp for a long I time. Just, look, there's nothing against the guy. No, he you just can't camp. play, and he was great at one time. But you know, yeah. shoulder surgeries, and he yeah. doesn't fit that offense. That's not his style. Now mm-hmm. you bring a guy in, Mac Jones. It's of the quarterbacks that were there. I mean, maybe Trevor Lawrence or something like that. But who was left? This guy is the perfect guy for that for McDaniel's offense. If he can, if he can carry over the the accuracy 
from the college level to the pro. And look, I understand he's not going to be thrown to the same huge windows that he was throwing in Alabama. But when you talk to people around that team, when you talk to some of the scouts that watched him, some people that go way back to his high school days, like that's his strength. I mean, his brain Mm -hmm. and his accuracy, especially in the short to mid range area. And to your point, I think that's the way they want to play offense in New England. I think that sounds an awful lot like somebody. What's that? That sounds an awful lot like somebody. (laughs) People get crazy over it. And it's like, look, I'm, I'm only comparing the style in terms of how Tom made his living, how this offense was at its best. And I know there were a few years where, you know, they had Moss and they, they sort of, you guys changed the way you played. But when Tom is at his best, it's just destroying you with that short to mid-range stuff. Yep. You know, it's between the hashes. It's just making the quick decisions. Accurate, and, right in the bread yeah. basket. And I think we saw, up. you know, I, I want to say six, six or seven sessions this spring with Mac. And again, they're in shorts and a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And there, but there were times where you're like, that's what it's supposed to look like. Now, it wasn't always that way during camp, and, and you expect that. He's a rookie. He's still learning. They're throwing a ton of volume at him because he's shown, at least to this point, that he's been able to pick that stuff up. But, look, I, I, I keep saying week five is the week I would circle for Mac Jones. I know some people say get him in right away. I think Cam's going to get the opportunity to be the starter. I think he comes into camp as the starter. And, look, if he plays – like crap, and there were some moments in the spring where he looked just as bad as he did last year. And if Matt continues to push that, then maybe it happens sooner. But I almost feel like feeding Cam to the Wolves in that first month is the way it's going to go. Let Cam be the starting quarterback when Tom Brady comes into town because that's already the biggest regular season game ever. I don't know that you need Mac to be compared to Tom. Um, you know, like I that's like going to be – that would be a huge thing. So to me, it makes the most sense – Three of the four teams that they played in the first four games were in the top six in pass defense last year. So just stick Cam out there, muddle through. See, you're protecting him. You're, you're protecting him. I love yeah. this. Hey, what, I love what, this. Yeah. I love this hey, plan. But Bill always does what's best for the football team. Is it best yep. for the football team Mac Jones or is it Cam Newton? It might, it's Mac it, Jones. It might be protecting Mac Jones. Or are we mm. talking about long term? Because what they did last year and was Bill just you know sort of planning for this year with because their roster was not good last year. Now I, they I, now I, they yeah. go out and spend a little bit. They've got horses around them. Cam, Cam has to do better with the talent level, at least. And I mean, yeah. besides Nikhil Harry, I mean, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. And Nikhil doesn't want to be here, and they don't want Nikhil here. So that that'll get rectified at some point, uh, whether trade or release. I'm sure they're trying to get something for him, mm-hmm. uh, fifty cents on the dollar, if you will. Um, look, Cam at the very end of mandatory minicamp, the last day of mandatory minicamp, he put together. Again, we don't get to see every practice but he put together the best practice that I've seen him put together since he's been a member of the Patriots and everything looked quicker and faster. And so to your point, like, all right, he's got the full year in the system. Now there are no excuses. They gave him more pieces, even though I still think they're short at wide receiver Mm -hmm. um, that let him sort of absorb the blows early on gives you a little bit more time with Mac. And I, you know, not only week five because of it's after the Tampa game, but week five, because then I think from week five to week 12, basically every defense that they're facing from last year is in the bottom third and past defense. It was so like, obviously those teams have all made improvements at some places, but like you're, you're going into it, understanding like that's a little bit of a softer part of the schedule. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, you can bring in Mac and it's a bit of more of a soft landing for him and make the transition. But like I said, I, he's going to be, I think he's playing quarterback at some point this year. Um, and I just, to me, that's the thing that makes the most sense. 
What numbers are you going to wear? Do we know that yet? I think, well, he's going to, he'll show up at camp. It's 50 again. 15. Is he going to wear? I think he's going to end up being 10. 10 is available. 10 was his college number. 10 was his high school number. So it's there for him. What if he just went in there and was like, I'll take 12. Not and by the way, you're starting week five or it's whatever. Not, it's not retired <laughs> yeah. yet. It's not retired yet. Be like 12 available. Yeah. That, that, that would be bold. Yeah. That would be that would phenomenal, be actually. <laughs> a big move. I kind of like it, actually. You know what? I That'd be it. great. Make, actually, make the change. Oh, I don't know if you're allowed to change during the year. I was going to say year 10 until week four, and then when it's Patriots, Buccaneers come yeah. out, you're wearing 12. Or just, or just, no, come, just, come, just come, out, come out for the pregame. The just a pregame in 12. <laughs> You'll get fined out the ass, but it'll be worth it. Or just yeah, come right. out, just, just the walk out that uh, cement walkway you guys have to yeah. like the practice fields where they're walking up a little bit with the red jersey on for practice sure. with the 12 on. That would be all time. I would oh, love you to could see get away that. with that. That would be good. I would love to see that. That would be fun. All so. right, last topic for me mm-hmm. is obviously Tampa Bay and the Pats regular season game, which is going to be huge. I actually think I want to watch it at home rather than going uh, to it because I, th- I, I, I texted like you watch it. Yeah, I just I think I want to watch it at home. But I've been asked this a lot, and I, I I know my answer. What's Bill's thought process? How did he handle last year? You know, because um, you've talked, you, you know him. You, you've talked to yeah. him a lot, but like I know he's competitive. I'm pretty sure he's probably pissed that they won because he didn't win, and he only wants to win, but. What is his thought process on him winning with Tampa? Yeah, I mean, look, so he got asked. You know, did he did he talk to Brady afterwards? And he's you know keep the conversations <laughs> private. But you know the 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 level of I, I think they're too they were too they're still too into it, and there's still too much of a rivalry, if you will, yeah. between those two for him to admit. You know, he wants good things for Tom right now, and I think what they did in the off season. You know, we can talk about the COVID and cap, and they were one of the few teams that had all this money under the cap. I still, I, I will, I've been saying this since it happened, and I'll keep saying it because I'm, I'm a hundred percent certain this was the case. They spent all that money because they went seven and nine last year. Mm-hmm. And you want to say it's a reaction to Brady? I think it's just a reaction to being seven and nine. Oh like, yeah, you don't know. I don't, I don't think from, they spent because of Brady. I'm just, yeah. Bill's thought is how pissed is he that he won? Yeah, I, I'm sure he's pissed, and I think now, all right, we loaded up again. Now, now let's see, you know. And and if if last year was just a blip on the radar, and now I found my court, quarterback of the future for the next decade or so in Mac Jones, like the criticism that Bill got over the last year, it's gonna go away pretty quickly, right? Because all of a sudden people realize, like, oh wait, we have a rookie quarterback who's good. We have a rookie quarterback on a rookie salary who's good. We brought in all these these uh, capable guys, NFL guys. Like we've, we've totally um, remade our roster and we boosted the talent where I think they had overvalued what they had on their roster last year. Mm-hmm. I think that was part of the problem too. And now like, no, no, we've, we've added guys that know how to play the game, guys that we can move around a little bit, you know, way more chess pieces both offensively and defensively for – for Josh McDaniels, for the Belichicks and Mayo on defense. Like this is a playoff team to me. And then depending on what you get from your quarterback, you know, they could be someone that could push the bills in the, in the AFC East. And and if they're pushing the bills in the AFC East, they're pushing the Kansas city chiefs as well. It's tough saying push the bills in the AFC East. (laughs) It hasn't happened in a while. I mean, I think what what was I like for 10 years, didn't we win like 20 in a row or something like that after the 31 to nothing lost my first game. Yeah. And they had some teams like you. I remember I came in with Dick Jerron 
former Swampscott guy was the head coach. They gave him a new contract. They yeah. like 3-0. They came into your place with J.P. Lossman, I believe, or Trent <laughs> Edwards, one or the other. And you guys slapped them around, something fierce, and they just went sideways. And it was like, oh, they're going to fire Jerron after the year. You know, after they just signed him to like a four-year extension. But that's the thing. Like, if you think about the way the AFC East looks now, the way it's trending, you know, Brian Flores is – got the program up and running in Miami. Obviously, Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean have done a terrific job in Buffalo building. Like, this is the first time in a long time the Jets are the only one who turned things over. Yeah, we'll see what Salih does or whatever. Yeah, yeah. so it's like there's something being built here where for years – it was every couple of years, those teams are all breaking it down. They're like, well, we're still not good enough to beat the Patriots. This quarterback can't do it. So fire the coach, get a new quarterback. Then the new GM comes in. Then he wants another new coach. Then another new quarterback. Mm-hmm. That rotation happened for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And now for That's the first crazy. time, at least with the Bills, they have one quarterback. They have one coach. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll see yeah. in Miami. They have the coach, whether two is the quarterback, you know, yeah, he's going to show us a lot this year. Last year was not a good showing for him, and you know, no. coming off the injury and you know, I mean, COVID and all that stuff. I get it, but I really do. I like what McDermott has done in yeah. Buffalo with the culture and bringing in the talent, uh, basically through the draft, and then you go out and get Diggs and you get some other pieces. Beasley, um, that's a good, that's a good solid football team. Yeah, it really is. And they were like, you know, we talk about Tampa being the team they're bringing back everybody. You know, they got all twenty-two starters back from the Super Bowl. I've been saying this. I thought the Bills had just as equally as good an offseason because Matt Milano, BC guy, linebacker, yep. they didn't even think they were going to be able to get him back. Darrell Williams, the right tackle, had a terrific year. They didn't think they were going to be able to bring him back. They did. They swap out John Brown for Emmanuel, Sand- Emmanuel Sanders for John mm-hmm. Brown. Like they, they, they kept basically that core. That, well, they did. They kept the core of that team together. Um, and it's, you know, th- that's a scary team. They've, they built something there for sure. It's always, always, I mean, especially if you, if you get to January and you've got to go to Buffalo, Oof. that is a tough place to play. Especially mm-hmm. if there's cold, there's weather that, I mean, that's a home field advantage. That's what we loved yeah. about Foxborough playing at home. I love going to the games. I loved going <laughs> and watching you play at home. It was my, it was some of my most fun times. Oh, well, um, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. DeAndre Hopkins, is he going to retire? Is he going to no. quit? No. Should I stop should reading? He just, should he just not talk anymore? No, no should I just no, stop no, reading like, everything on Twitter? Like, like just, everything I see on Twitter, I'm like, that seems like that's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's just, uh, it's to that point, like, okay, Leonard Fournette, you know, was like, he, he initially tweeted after those thing came out, you know, the, the new memo, like, I don't know if I can do it. I'm not going to do it. And he, he admitted yesterday he's still not vaccinated, although he's still considering it. And it's like, I know DeAndre Hopkins is one of the best receivers in the league, if not the best receiver in the league. But the the thing is going to keep moving, man. You don't want to mm-hmm. play. You don't want to collect your fifteen million bucks. Okay, fine. Yeah. Yep. See you. See you yeah. later. Somebody else will get the opportunity. And like, is the game better for not having DeAndre Hopkins in it? No, no. You'll miss him. But after three weeks, you won't even be thinking about him. You'll be, you know, we'll be talking about Christian Kirk or Andy Isabella or I, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever the case may be in, in Arizona and, and across the league. It's like the train's going to keep rolling. I mean, Dan knows it well. Like this, you can be a great, great player. You, you know, you can be identifiable to the fan base as a, a heart and soul guy. But no one's bigger mm-hmm. than the game. The game's yeah. pretty big. I mean, there's some big, fast. there's some big names out there, and um, especially with Rodgers and Watson. You know, now demanding trades. There's a lot more of that, but there's still the game is just way too big, and it will it'll keep moving on. I saw a strength coach thing for the Pats too. Uh, one of the strength coaches wasn't going to get vaccinated. No, I just Popovich, saw. the assistant oh, line coach. Oh, okay, I, I thought it was. I think that was a strength coach thing. And then um, uh, Hoyer popped up on Twitter today for me or this morning. 
that he was talking about not getting vaccinated. I don't think really? he was going to. Yeah. Scoop. I, I just scooped I, you. Yeah, I didn't see that. I mean, you know. Then when people listen to it, it'll be three days old. By the way, he's going to tweet it out right yeah, now. He's going to tweet it <laughs> This is how it works. This I don't is how even, it works. You know, it's crazy. Like, And it's part of my job, obviously, because it's part of what we're dealing with with the season. But like. The COVID stuff makes me want to just jam my head into a plate glass window. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I just I just want to talk about football. Yeah, it's time, yep. time to go on. <laughs> you know, yep. I, I want to go back. I want to watch games. I want to go to the locker room, talk to guys. Yeah, and let's yeah. Just, like, let's yeah, just what happened back. on third down, man? That's yeah. what I, that's what I want to know. Well, yeah. well, we got. I mean, I feel smarter going into the season. I feel ready. You know, we got Mike um, here, NFL Network. Yeah, an he, actual reporter giving us actual insider information. Uh, an actual pro telling Instead us of us what's just making on. up stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I might have made up those last few things. It could have been one of those accounts that's like Patriots, but it's like the S is a Z. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, they got yeah. me. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the Adam the Adam Schmefter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have a blue I've, check I've mark. Been, I've been gotten a couple times on that, too. So oh, yeah. it happens. Uh, you so can find at, uh, you find you on Twitter. What's at, at, at Mike Giardi? Mike Giardi, yep. Yep, we can watch you on the NFL Network uh, yep. all the time. Instagram, you know, lovely pictures of beer, probably. Some personal items up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I should have uh, I should have brought down. I still have the... Uh, the romantic photo shoot we did from oh Night god that was that? that was the I worst still have that the was big like, poster board that was like right into retirement i just wanted to pull a bullet in my head <laughs> it was like oh my god it I, was so stupid remember smile like uh, i'm sitting on a uh, it was just it yeah. was right next to uh it was in boston right next to what the hell was that oh it was um Hard rock. hard rock, right? Yeah, yeah, right next to the hard rock we did a yeah. photo shoot for NBC he weighs Sports. like 241 pounds right now by the way He's looking slender. I don't know Thank what's you. going on. You look great, too. Thank you. Yeah, I, no, that was a compliment. I, 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 yeah. we, we can talk about this before. In the advantage. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get into <laughs> that. But, uh, Am I wrong? Is it like follow Mike. Uh, always, a good, always good to talk to him. Good friend. Uh, appreciate it. Good luck in the upcoming season. What's your favorite Gatorade color? Ooh, uh, orange. Okay. Okay. All right. That's, that's two fine. for Original. orange. By yeah, the way, two right. in a row for orange. Also, I think week five. Be ready because we're probably gonna have to bring him back week five. See if he's right. I'll, I'll he be might, ready. He actually might be kind of busy that week, so no, we're gonna have to work around. We're gonna have to work around his schedule. Look, that week's gonna suck. Patriots Bucks week is gonna suck because it's just gonna be from morning, afternoon, night. Yep. But whatever. Hey, all right, we'll, we'll jump on around eleven at night. Yeah, over Zoom. It'll be good. Perfect. All right. Appreciate it, Mike. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, guys. See you later. Our Prime is brought to you by Squad Locker. Squad Locker is your one-stop shop for custom team apparel, delivered right to your front door. Learn more by visiting squadlocker.com.